Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Seen Yet Unseen. We wanted to give some background information on this uh, particular episode because it's very unique. It's very unique in the fact that it came from a discussion between some really good friends of ours, and we took the content of that discussion and transcribed it and kind of boiled it down to uh, the podcast that we're presenting today. So it came from a connection of uh, a group of friends of ours that are concerned about the plight of the human condition. And the topic that was discussed is, you know, what is our responsibility towards humanity? So we hope that you enjoy it. And above all else, we hope that we're all able to take one step closer to one another. Thank you. Hey, we're back here for another episode of Seen Yet Unseen. Hey, John, how's it going? It's going great. I'm glad to be back here to uh, to do this episode. I'm so excited about it. Right, me too. Um, although it took me a long time to get back home here, um, had a little incident on the road. Everybody's still rushing around, and you would think Christmas is over and all the prize, I mean, the, the gift giving is done and the shopping, but no. What happened? <sighs> Road rage. What'd you not, do? Not damn me. What did you do? <laughs> well, you know, you have to cut people off because nobody like wants to just let you get over. You're trying to get over another lane. Mm-hmm. And it seems like nobody wants to show the road. And here I am just like honking, waving my hand yeah. and still nothing. So it's like, uh, I just make my way in and I'm sorry if I almost made you crash into me. I just need to get over and... If you're not going to share, then I'm just going to have to take matters in my own hands. You know what? I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly. I, <laughs> this is how, this, so something similar happened to me also. Oh, goodness. It wasn't road rage, but, um, you know, all the Christmas garbage was kind of like building up in around the house. And so there was, there was a dumpster in my neighborhood. It's, it's a little far away. It's probably like about a hundred yards away. And so uh-huh. I was going to take it down there and I, I was carrying it. It was a big bag. It was really heavy. And, you know, about 50 yards in, maybe not even that far, maybe about 25 yards. I'm like, this, it's too far. I'm not, I'm not taking it down there. So I, right. I threw it in my neighbor's yard, man. I mean, I just tossed it over there. You know, what's the big deal? I, I, I have things to do. I don't have time to be walking all the way down to the dumpster. I have things I have to do. So I, I know mean, exactly what you mean. Yeah, they have trash. They're going to have to take it out too sooner or later. So right. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it. Right. I'll tell you another thing that I did. I was, uh, I was again, I was in a rush and um, I had to do an oil change on my car. Uh-huh. And so I, you know, I put the pan under the, the car to collect the, <laughs> the old oil. Don't and tell me. I didn't know what to do with it. So I just, I poured it down the storm drain. You know, oh. I, I have things I need to do. So no. why, why am I even worried about that? I have things I need to get done. So I poured it down the drain. What's the big deal? I mean, Sometimes I just let it leak out in my backyard. Wait a minute. I mean, wait a minute. What are we talking about here? <laughs> what are we talking about? Convenience? Is that what we're talking about? I don't know. Is it maybe we're talking about an, an attitude? Maybe. Right. You know, and the attitude of you know what others can do for me seems like you know mm. get out of my way. <clears throat> you make it easier for me to get to my trash can. You're right. <laughs> so when you you know we're being like pretty facetious about these things but mm-hmm. it's not like 
we haven't done things like that. Of course, you know, our listeners know that we're, we're just playing. I hope but so. <laughs> <laughs> but it, there is a general, I think, attitude or a root that's, right. that's underlying these kinds of behaviors. You know, and what is that overall attitude or that underlining root to the these scenarios that we're just describing? Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it seems like we have to take some type of responsibility and what I think responsibility is an ability to respond, but mm-hmm. hopefully conscientiously. Mm-hmm. So when you say to respond conscientiously, you're kind of referring to like, um, not like animalistically, like an, like an instinct, but responding like above an instinctive level. Was that what you mean? Well, yeah, because it seems like everything that we were describing in these um, scenarios, it was like, how could I make it easier for myself? Okay. You know, it wasn't thinking about the other person in the other lane. It wasn't mm-hmm. talking about, you know, your neighbor and the trash that's piling up in his ark, you know? Yeah. And you might not even been the only neighbor that did it. <laughs> right. You know, so, um, and then, you know, oil down the drain. I mean, once it goes down the drain, I mean, then it's like, oh, I don't see it anymore. Don't see it. Don't feel it. It's not my problem. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like um, it's easy. It's easy to do all those things. That's true. It's, it's, um, so if I, excuse me, if I just, um, underlyingly, if I kind of like really get in touch with those different scenarios, I think they all have like one thing in common. And um, like you said, it's like a me first attitude, Mm -hmm. but even when I do them, or if I think about things I've done like that before, it doesn't feel like there's anything exceptionally wrong about it. Let's say I threw some trash over in the woods and nobody caught me. But what is my attitude towards others around me? What is my responsibility to other people around me? Do I even feel like I have a responsibility? Because there's a part of me that really truly feels like I don't want to be responsible for anyone. I know that part of me actually exists. And I can acknowledge that. But if we all kind of fall into that space, maybe that's causing a lot of problems around the world that could be, um, I won't say avoided, but maybe a lot of things we wouldn't have to go through if we just took that one step forward and started to be somewhat responsible for one another. So those, those behaviors we talked about, they weren't responsible for, we weren't being responsible for anyone except for just considering our own needs right. at the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you say I'm not doing anything wrong, you know, that is your perspective of it, you know, mm-hmm. and once you do that, it's almost like you're putting up a wall to any other possibilities of anybody else that you could be affecting. Mm-hmm. So I think um, when we do that, and in, at times I'm, I'm guilty of that same thing of thinking, oh, it's just this, it's just this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not doing it all the time, you know, all these things, but, you know, imagine it, imagine like cumulative t- cumulatively, like if I wasn't the only one doing it right. and everybody was saying, well, I just did it this time. Well, other people could be doing, you know, whatever the same thing, you throwing trash out, leaving trash out for not only the wildlife, but for other people to have to um, deal with and, um, for everything to just get kind of, uh, you know, messed up. It's like, is it my responsibility? You you take it upon your own self and said, 
is it my responsibility? Do I have to do all this? But you could do your part and be conscious Mm -hmm. of what you're doing in that moment. So it's like here on seen yet unseen, we're always talking about like kind of like what lies below the surface. So we just gave these scenarios of these ridiculous things that, you know, didn't happen. Or even if those things didn't happen, we have done things like that in our past. I think the first thing to do is just to absolutely start talking about it, that that maybe there is a touch of that inside. If we're all the same, which we really are, then there's a touch of everything inside of us. It could be good, perceived good. It could be perceived Mm -hmm. bad. But these things exist within human consciousness. So even to be, there has to be a certain discussion about them to even bring them to our own awareness that, hmm, maybe I could come closer or maybe if I was more responsible and and felt the needs of others uh, just a bit more than my own or a bit more than I'm used to, then maybe that's enough to start to make, if I start to make some inner changes, then the outer world changes as a result of that. Right. And um, like you said, those, um, the needs of everyone. So you really really have to be willing to want to feel that, you know, in the conversation, you could get into a conversation and start talking about other people's and right away, you might feel awkward or feel mm-hmm. like you're being the, the fingers being pointed at you because you've done, you know, some, some things, even though you thought maybe they're really, really small, mm-hmm. you could still feel like, oh, well, they're talking about me and, you know, and it becomes where you're still centering everything around you and what you've done. And then you want to, you want to protect yourself and say, yeah. well, I'm, I, I don't, don't do it all the time. And, you know, and it, it's not that bad and I'm not that, I'm not a bad person, mm-hmm. <laughs> you and, know? Well, that's the thing is it's like, am I willing, like you said, I can sit back and say, well, I, I don't do that that much. Can we, from a place in our hearts, start to activate um, a willingness to step into that place, a willingness that says that, well, maybe I, I, I could be a little bit more willing to move closer to a, or care about other people just a little bit. I mean, because that place is, it's not a place of intellect. It's a place of like opening the heart and, right. and kind of looking at the world as a whole and seeing what we're doing to ourselves, to the planet as a result of like things like this, like we may consider them small and some things are small and some things are very large, but the overall attitude underlyingly is, um, you know, what's in it for me. That's the first calculation. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to lose anything. I don't want to take an extra 50 steps down to the dumpster. I'll throw it in my neighbor's yard. Right. And we're not, you know, you wouldn't want to be willing to get into a conversation where, you know, the facts are being laid out on the table and say, doing this, doing that. And if you do this, you're wrong. If you're doing this, oh, you're good. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not about that. It's like what you're saying is about connecting that, those feelings when you're in the conversation and opening them up to say, could I be more responsible for others? Could I care? Could I think about others' feelings? When um, I do something that I think is so small to me, but it could be really huge for others. Could I even, you know, open myself up to that? And in the conversation, it's, you have to be willing, you have to be willing to want to, uh, to be with others, to open up 
um, responsibility because it's right. not just on one person. We all do it together. Right. Right. Around this is, and I think people are like mirrors. If I stayed in my home by myself as a, as a hermit, then where is there any growth in that? Um, everything that I, I think I, that I think I am about myself or any opinion I have about myself, it will never be reflected against anything else. So I start to live in this place of limitation. Mm-hmm. But then the other part is, is that if I go out and start to interact with people, then maybe I start to feel uh, pain internally because now my limit, my own views are being challenged, but that's the hurdle. I mean, that's the, that's the key to our development as, as a society, as humanity is to start to, move into those spaces where we have to let go of a limitation. And when we do that, we allow something else to come in. We allow for the heart space to open because now I see that everyone around me really is just like me. Right. And I think um, it's like we think of, do we have another choice we can make other than just for me? Right, right. Or is it just about me? Yeah, I was talking to, you know, I talked to my son a lot and we were talking about, um, you know, things like this is a matter of, it's it's not easy because you don't really feel anything there. I mean, I feel, and this is, I think is about acknowledgement as well. I feel when there's an advantage to me. I don't feel when there's an advantage to someone else. And I'm not saying that we're like ogres as as a species. This is not <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> Because there is good in all of us. There's no doubt. But could we reveal more good if we we're willing to let go of more limitation? That's the point. Right. Yeah, we can't be in our own swamps thinking that everything is good, like an ogre. You know, we have to attach ourselves to other people. I want to be Shrek forever. Uh, you know, <laughs> that earwax, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, just even looking at that movie, too, he had to get out of the swamp and help others in order to really feel that he was connected and, you know, kind of um, a big part of the society that was around him. Right. He thought he was just a loner. Right. You know, it's that same same feeling, you know, that we have to uh, really get out of ourselves. And the only way we can do that is with others. And uh, we don't know how. It will affect us, and that's a good thing. And we're going to go through a lot of different sensations because you're going to still feel like you're alone in all it, and then you're going to feel like everyone's against me, but then mm-hmm. also you could feel like you're the hero. That's true. That you just made everything kind of come together. So. Right. I, what, what, I had a conversation with someone else about this the other day. What If you think about like a character like Superman, Mm-hmm. I'll ask you first, and I know you're going to answer the question. So what what makes Superman a superhero? What makes him so good? He flies. And <laughs> no, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> he has all kinds of strength. He can do anything as far as like his strength, but he loves humanity. He loves humanity because he could use that strength for good. He could use it for evil, but he loves humanity. So how do we start to wake up that part inside of us that really does love humanity. And maybe it's like a little spark there, right? But it's buried by so many things that make the calculation for me all the time. How do we raise that part up so that we all really at some point become uh, superheroes for humanity? There's no way that we can without even speaking about that 
man, I have issues. Mm-hmm. I have issues and I, and I will never know really what they are unless I start to connect and talk to another person. Right. Exactly. I mean, I mean, somebody has to see that, like, you, like you were talking about Superman, you know, I thought a good trait of his and that what's really cool about him is that he can change inside of a telephone booth. That is skills. Okay. <laughs> so because of that, <laughs> so because of that, you could also look at that. Well, he, nobody could really know that. Nobody could really witness that unless he was around others. So it's still, you're not living in this world in this bubble alone. Mm-hmm. You're not doing, you don't develop all your skills just in this little bubble for you. No. You you develop all these skills to be used mm-hmm. for others. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the way I see it. It's like um I could be I could be a great cook, but it doesn't matter if I can't feed anybody. That's if true. I can't share yeah. that. Right. So, right. But yeah. isn't it it's I, I mean I can make the calculation. It's like okay I can cook and I can do this and I can do that. But maybe there's some fear involved there. It's like if I start to move towards another person, start to feel their responsibility. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you've experienced this before. Maybe I have too. Maybe all of us have. It's like someone brings you a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, John X, Y, and Z, or Becca X, Y, and Z. And there's a part of you saying, man, I don't want to hear this. Because right. <laughs> I because they're going to make me responsible for it. And I don't want to mm-hmm. be responsible. That is what we're talking about. Because oh. we we have this thing inside of us called loss aversion. It's a calculation that I don't want to lose anything. So if I'm responsible for someone, I'm going to lose something. And I think there has to be an acknowledgement that that's, there's mm-hmm. a certain resistance inside of us that like that that exists. Right. And I can feel that resistance. I've been there a couple of times where I feel like I didn't want to give the time and the effort to the conversation because it had nothing to do with me. But, right. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, it was like, well, I could experience the same thing that that person was and I could relate to it. So um, because I could relate to it, I might be able to just even speak to the person on that level and just have them feel supported that they're not alone, Mm -hmm. that somebody's there that could listen to them and may not be able to have the most greatest advice to, you know, to move forward with, but just having somebody in that connection just to relate to you and to bring you encouragement. Um, that could have been your lifeline, you know? So Mm -hmm. if we look at it that way where, um, we can be that hero, we can be that Superman. If we just adjusted ourselves and be willing to extend yourself to others. I think there's, there's now I heard you say that I can either say, well, I don't want to be a Superman. I don't want to do any of those things. I'm fine the way I am. And I can understand that feeling. We all can but is is our salvation is is our salvation as humanity at stake? Can we continue to sustain our lives with this pattern of of uh, you know me first and and dog eat dog world? Can we continue to develop as a species like this? Because we all know what if I mean we live in a world of like give and take, reception mm-hmm. and bestowal. We we live in that world, and are we creating? the world that we live in today because we don't feel a desire or a need to move in a different direction, maybe in a pattern of giving. I mean, if you think about, yeah, I love to receive. I love to take things. Maybe Mm -hmm. I love to even take things that don't belong to me. 
you know, I mean, innately, <laughs> I can feel that desire as well. I'm not saying I do it, but it's there. Right. How do we develop a sense of wanting to actually give unless we make it like a higher desire between us? That there is, there could be a different re reality if we decided to invest in it together. Right. And when you say giving, it's, it's giving of ourselves, not giving of items. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in order to do that, it's like, we have to build this future for us. Otherwise we're all living in our own little bubble and, um, you know, we take care of ourselves and our own and, but how does that affect the whole world? Which, um, we see it because it is kind of like that at times and you see it like that at times, but, um, it could go further, but if we let it, um, a lot of, a lot of people are willing to lend a hand and a lot of mm -hmm. people, you know, like we always say is like, Oh, has the world gone that much to crap? And, right. you know, a lot of people ask themselves that question every day and look outside of themselves and say, Oh, everything is bad. Everything is this way or that way. Look yeah. at how far we gone. What, are, you know, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, that's the question that we also need to ask ourselves: is what are we doing? What are we doing to contribute to that? Are we extending ourselves? Are we doing Are we trying to make connections with other people that are like-minded and want to um, build up this, this, um, I don't know, what would you call it? A thought or um, a shift at least a yeah. shift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you think, do you think if, if uh, the, if our perception of reality were to change that, that, that maybe we would start to think differently. I'll give you an example. So I love to build reef aquarium, aquariums. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've built them before and the, the residents, the fish, the, the snails, the crabs, the, uh, you know, all the, all the little bugs that are inside the, the system, they don't even know I'm there. They can't even tell that, you know, I, that I was the designer of that entire thing. I'm sitting back mm -hmm. watching it they live inside a system and they don't realize they live inside of a system. They have no awareness of that, that this whole environment was created. Mm -hmm, do you right. think if our environment, I'm sorry, you think, do you think that if our perception changed that we all lived in one system, meaning humans and animals and everything else that we see around us, that we would start to take care of it more, just like taking care of an aquarium, because it becomes very important now that we feel and see that the whole system is connected. Do you think that would have an impact? I mean, I would think so. Um, but, you know, it's almost like what you're describing here is like being an observer and watching everything and how everything kind of works together and how you contribute to that um, whole system. Um, but you're looking at it from the observer point of view. Right. Um, so, you know, a lot of people do that. People sit on benches at the park and, you know, and they do a lot of people watching people do that, but you could be, um, you could sit there watching all day and still not participate in it. Right. Right. And so I think it's good that we can, um, kind of pull ourselves back from the whole picture and look at it a little better and look at our place in it. So it, I, I definitely think there is value there to being an observer and looking at everything and an observer. Mm -hmm. But at some point there has to be something activated in us to participate in that way. I like that word activated. Yeah. It's not just passive. Yeah. Right. 
It's like mm-hmm. because because if I if I'm passive, there's no responsibility. I'm just kind of like maybe sitting back, waiting for someone else to make a move. Right. I'm waiting for. I mean, of course, we all want things just to come to us that are that are good. But is is that why we're here? Is do we really develop if we just are <clears throat> waiting for everything to come to us to serve us and we don't serve in turn? I don't think we are. Right, and unfortunately, sometimes those things become negative in order for us to move like we'll have a natural disaster you know or some type of you know incident accident something happened and that's what activates us and it's really um i'm not saying that it's bad or anything because it had to happen in order for people to to move Mm -hmm. to do something so it almost sounds like together it almost sounds like you're saying like instead of waiting to be active activated mm-hmm. let's activate ourselves as far as like what's the word is the word like be preemptive or be before something like happens like for example like when uh was it 2001 when the world trade center was collapsed was it 2001 yes okay yeah and then all of a sudden everybody wanted to unify mm-hmm. i remember that i went because I, I was downtown manhattan i went to uh the new year's eve thing at, right after that so i remember and they were talking about all these different things like F Obama, not Obama. What's his name? Osama. Yeah. They were saying Osama, all these yeah. th- things like that. They were chanting and everybody was like unified on a, a certain level. But as soon as the smoke cleared back to the same, same old behaviors again. So it was like a common enemy you had. So it's like, yes, yeah. get up. <laughs> so, but is there a common enemy that we have, especially, you know, we talk about it all the time alone. I'm blind, but together, we see. we see exactly. So, what is the common enemy here that we're actually talking about? There's something underlying in our nature that we need, will have to address if we are interested in mankind developing any further than it is right now. Right. Um, we don't see it, but how do we put ourselves into that position to see that? Um, we don't need to be pushed into doing good for others or doing more or, you know, even conversing at a higher level. Um, it's like almost like you have to put a fire in your own butt. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Because otherwise it's almost like, you know, why we don't even question why are these things happening? I remember I did a, uh, I made a, a video. Uh, it was talking about, war and famine and pestilence and disease Mm -hmm. and murders and rapes and all these different things as if you know you can go on the news and you'll hear the war expert 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 you can go on the news and you'll hear the inflation expert and then the climate expert and so all these things are being like compartmentalized as if they're separate things what if they're all one thing right and some kind of way our overall attitude about not being responsible for one another is creating them. I don't know. It's a, it's a question, but the point is, is that at least we're raising the question. Right. Exactly. And through the conversation, it just um, opens up a lot where you don't look at it. These, these are all these different villains, you know, all this crisis are like different mm-hmm. villains and, right. you know, and um, it's, it's really that you have to look at them as a whole because we are a whole of humanity. We're not mm-hmm. just one individual. Right. And we have to look at all these different crises, 
crises. Is that what you would say? <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't say crises. <laughs> but, but anyways, you look at them as a whole because they affect all of us in not some may affect certain people, certain regions, certain areas, mm-hmm. you know, we're all be affected by different things at different times, in different places. But as a whole of humanity, it does take its toll on all of us. And we see that happening. Yes. Yes. And if we live in a system of cause and consequence, which we do, mm-hmm. then, then I, even if, even if the system is in place, and maybe even if we feel like that there's no manager above the system, like there's nobody outside the aquarium, even if we don't feel that way, no problem. But we do live in a system of cause and consequence. We can we can see that. There's, you can't go outside and maybe get in road rage with somebody, right? And expect that maybe they're just going to be peaceful and lay down. You may end up in a grave somewhere. <laughs> there's a, there could be a price. So if we live in a system of cause and consequence, then mm-hmm. what are the consequences of our continuing to not to be responsible for one another. There's consequences there. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we could explore that and think of, you know, many different things and we could come up with all kinds of different outcomes if we let our imagination um, kind of get a hold of us, especially when it kind of pushes us with all this fear, all this violence and whatnot. But do we we even want to go there? Yeah. Couldn't we be motivated uh, by, you know, you know, good things like, Imagine us, you know, like people actually getting together and really working towards uh, making their communities better or, right. you know, trying to provide some type of help and relief or um, different, you know, things of need. You know, that a lot of people, do, you know, homelessness, you can name all kinds of different things Absolutely. where there is always a need. Somebody right. always lacks something and there's something that could be done to help fill that. If you take money out of the equation, really? Mm-hmm. We are servicing, we are serving one another every single day. We are serving one another every single day. So maybe if we start just to see the good in others, how others are serving us and, and not, let's say, for example, if I have a job and I go and do that job, yes, I'll, I'll get paid for it. Mm-hmm. And let's say it's something like, um, mm, I don't know, I, I'm a, I, I sweep the streets. It doesn't matter what it is. Or I'm a secretary. It could be anything. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Even if you take money out of the equation, that person is serving society. But sometimes I think we get so distracted by, you know, the the, the seeking of a re- reward. We don't see the good that we're doing every single day and how many good examples that we have in front of us that we could kind of hone in on and make us maybe feel like the system is, is there's a system that's taking care of us, but it's trying to bring us somewhere higher than we are right now. Right. It may help the person that um, that I'm in front of, and not by lashing out in my road rage. You know, I may help their day be brighter <laughs> by not by not um, you know activating my anger and my you know by not reacting in that way. And I mm-hmm. think we need to consciously see how we affect lots of different yeah. aspects in our life. And it's not and easy. Think about it actually internally because it seems like we don't. Um, in passing, we could think about it, and then there it goes out of our mind. Right. But if we hold on to it a little longer inside, then we could really start opening up ourselves to one another and um, be willing mm-hmm. to have these conversations and um, open our um, open our horizons more. Because actually, just even speaking about it now, just 
you know, makes me think, makes me think differently. I, I think that, you know, for any, any of our listeners is that the, the whole intention behind this particular podcast is really, I've said it before, we don't exclude ourselves from anything, but we're, mm-hmm. we're just hoping that just by talking as friends and talking about deeper things like the meaning of our lives, why do we exist? What are we here for? That it starts to stir up something in all of us, at least gets uh, discussion started in a different direction because we pay attention to a lot of things that are just really mundane. And there are so many deep questions that are just waiting, just waiting to be explored, waiting to be delved in by us all. And we don't have to put our opinions, even if someone has an opinion, is it necessary for me to just get all in the fluff because they have a certain opinion that's different than mine? No, we're talking. Right. We're talking. Conversation leads to peace. At least there's an acceptance of the other person's uh, point of view. Right, exactly. Um, you know, we come into conversations already with a, a preconceived notion of maybe what we're going to get out of it, what's in it for me. But if we come into it just like what... Uh, what could we what could we both take away from this you know and i think that these conversations that we have in this podcast mm-hmm. they always just um linger with me throughout the day right where um you know we don't it's not scripted to what we do and so we're just open open to the conversation and then when we uh hang up this uh mic and you know close out the computer and whatnot we go about our day but it, it just feels like there's a feeling that resonates with me all day long where I just um, I just explore these feelings and sensations within me and then how I engage with others throughout the day, even the week. So yeah, I'm really inspired. I think I may, I may walk up the street and get that garbage out of the, my neighbor's yard out of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better after this. <laughs> I don't know if I can retract the, the oil down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> and that may be a little late on that one, but at least the awareness is there that awareness. No, yes. No, I, I, I do have a responsibility towards other people. I don't live on this planet. I do not live in this system on my own. And is my behavior of being not responsible to others? Is it sustainable? Is it? Right. And if we all continue that, is it sust- sustainable for all of us? Good question. Exactly. Yeah, well, it's a great conversation with you, I'm John. glad we had a chance to Open meet for up. this episode, and I hope our listeners know that we were really playing about all the things that we, <laughs> we did, but we just had a desire to bring it out in a, in a way that was like really strong and straightforward so we could all feel maybe the space within us that we want to, to clean out as, as a whole and allow something else in. Yeah, allow something else in because, uh, you know, alone we are blind. And together we see Thank you. Thank you, John.